Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 254. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mass. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And so far I've been having a borderline shit day, but if it wasn't for Project Cross Zone 2, I'd have a miserable day. How about y'all? I'm about the same way, really. Right down to the same game. Oh, what about you, Mako? Work with shit, and then I went shopping for Zenkaicon stuff. That's nice. Alright. I can't believe I'm actually doing this right now. Uh, anywho, let me get this out the way real quick. I'm just glad I don't have to disable my... I don't have to suspend my game while I'm doing this. But anywho, we are live tonight. Week of March... No, yes, March 1st, 2016. Here on the VOG Network. The Voice of Geeks Network. Here Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. With replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merc, XChat, and Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G. Or you can just head on over to AnimeJamSession.com slash VOGNetwork. There is an IRC link. If you click on that, it'll bring you directly into the chat room. And don't forget to swing by the VOG Network. Uh, we have our own forums on there. So every week, every Friday, we will post a summary of the episode. And we want to hear from you. Let us know what you think of the show. If you can't email us, just give us a comment on the forums. And we'll just take it from there. Um, Yeah. Let me... As we were talking about on the um, on the show, or on the pre-show earlier, one of the songs I played was Sobakasu, and it was a cover by Shoko Nakagawa, and what's kind of popular in Japan is any song albums. So, you know, other people who do covers, it's the same song, but the beat and the melody could be slightly different, but you know what it is. And Ari had mentioned, you know, he could see the DDR arrows going up. But, um, what Freckles is one of my favorite songs on DDR. Mine too. I think this is is this the right one? Nope. Nope. That was that was the kind of sort of god awful um, anime English opening. Dub. No, that was the English dub one. Here we go. That's the one from DDR. Yep, that's the one. And it's kind of interesting. When I first heard them, I'm like, wait, I know this song. It sounds familiar. And then it dawned on me. It's the, Eng- it's the English cover of, of Sobakasu, which is pretty cool. I miss playing that song. But it seems that there's a new DDR game coming out called Dance Dance Revolution A. So hopefully we'll get it around here somewhere. But I do know we're supposed to be getting a um, a round one arcade place, which is similar to Dave and Buster's around here. And yes, Dark Tetsuya, that is intro to Roroni Kenshin. Alright, I know we started a little bit late, I had a bit of some PC issues, nothing bad, but I got in late, I was trying to have a little bit of dinner, and after I had restarted my machine, I was getting all the applications up and running, plus I was updating a new device I got for a friend of mine, so I wanted to make sure all that was up and running, so now that's all out of the way, let's go ahead and kick things off with, how was your week and how was your day, Ari? Uh, well, there's a lot of 
personal drama dropped on me this past weekend, which I'd really rather not get into. Don't, cause don't. I, this ain't, sucks. Nah, this ain't the place for it, bro. Yeah, don't want to kill the mood. Um, on slightly better notes, I've put out a couple applications for housing in areas near me, so I'll be able to actually move out and live on my own place. Mm-hmm, that's cool. Which is long overdue and partly in consequence of this past weekend. But uh, other than that, it's just mostly been work-related stuff. And, uh... And, oh yeah, my birthday was this past weekend. And happy birthday to you, my friend. Eh. It was underwhelming. Eh. But yeah, that, that's how things have been going for me. In this case, happy level up. Thanks. Hey, no problem. Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Work, 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 work. Work, 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 work. Yeah, work, 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 work. And then trying to get an early start on Zenkaicon stuff. That's good. I have... Wait, wait. Hmm? What was that? Dude, you're mumbling. That Zenkaicon's a month away, right? Yep. Yep. Just want to make sure. Yeah, so I just have to get the last-minute stuff from the uh, wonderful ladies at Starnade Industries for my Steven Universe cosplay and finish off the shield, which I finally got sandpaper for. But, uh, yeah, so I purchased the last item that I will need for my secret cosplay. And I'm really looking forward to that one. So, is your secret cosplay really Sofia Petrello from the Golden Girls? No. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm just hoping that everything comes in on time. Eh, oh, it's all good. It's all good. Alright. There we go. Well, my weekend day has been pretty good. Um, yesterday, I went ahead and took my uh, test for for to be, be a specialist in Microsoft Outlook. Failed it, but I'm not surprised that I did, because I usually never get it on the first try. So I got a 622 out of 700. So what was great was the fact that it was all interactive, so I know what I'm looking, for, what I'm looking towards to in the future. So I'm going to go through the book again and give it another shot the following week. So we'll see what happens with that. And while What's I was out... What's considered a passing grade? What? What's considered a passing grade? 700. Oh, you have to ace it then. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else is going on. Um, yeah. <sighs> Unless I can revive it, my phone is pre is basically dead. I was I was I went to go pick up some stuff today and and I noticed my phone rebooted and it never reboots on its own, you know. But um, I pulled the battery, put it back in, still nothing. Ran over to the T-Mobile spot. It just kept boot looping over and over. So I was like, God damn it! So I might just toil around getting it around fixing it up tonight or just. 
waiting till tomorrow because they're sending me a replacement device to my job tomorrow because I really needed that that much. And the downside of T-Mobile is that if you have a busted device, they don't fix it. They just ship. They just replace it. I know AT&T fixes them. I believe Ari doesn't Verizon fix the phones or they just replace them. They replace them. They don't bother. They're really quick about it though. Yeah, I know 24 hours is quick, but sometimes when you 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 just need a phone right away. You know what I'm saying? But um, uh-huh. and Sprint they fix phones. You know they'll. But now, they give me this this this, this shitty Alcatel One Touch phone, and I'm moving faster than the damn phone, and it doesn't help the fact that. This thing is only on, is only capable of 3G. 3G. Sounds like my old phone. Say what? Sounds like my old phone. Yeah, and it can't even handle my memory card. And and I'm just like trying not to lose my shit, but I understand it's a it's a simple phone. But come on. A simple smartphone should be able to handle 4G capabilities, you know, have something a little bit more power underneath the pro- underneath the device. I mean, come on. Be lucky they didn't give you a flip phone. I would have punched a woman right in her face. Wow. Huh. The only thing I have running on here is Facebook, because there's no point in putting... All the rest of this stuff on here, it, it really is no point. So, that's basically has been my weekend day. So, before I end the night, I'll have to swap the memory cards out and put it in my Windows phone and go about my day. See, when I'm not working, um, here we go. Wait, hold on. Damn it, replay. There you go. See, when I'm not working, I leave my quote-unquote work Windows phone at home because there's no point in me carrying it around. If I had it today, most likely I would not have gotten this replacement phone because I was I had to keep in touch with a couple of people via phone, you know, it was like, ugh, you know, so shit happens. Uh, at least the coffee is brewing in the background, so... That's for sure. Mm, let's go to the chat room at live.bugnetwork.com. Um, Rageneer says to me, you have PC issues? Yeah. You missed it a couple of weeks ago. We had no show because I had I had PC issues. So, yeah. And he also asks, just punch her or show her you can her? No. Punch. Show her you can is too much effort. I mean, it is. Huh? It's too much. And you can't, ju- hmm? and you can't just bust that out for any old, you know, slight. Pretty much. I mean, I understand her job and so forth. I'm just like, I need something that's a little bit more potent in this just for a few hours. So, anywho, enough about that. We're gonna go ahead and take our first break, and when we get back, we're gonna get into tonight's show. So, we'll be back.
one of the things I've been I've been doing I've been doing today, you know, while I'm running my before I started my errands was I decided to catch up with a TV show on Netflix. Which one? Uh, Fuller House. And oh boy. I, I, I will say this much. If you really like the classic tongue-in-cheek 90s family sitcoms, you're going to like this. And Don't they spend about a minute of a, a single joke, you know, throwing shade at Michelle? Every other episode, like, in the first episode, uh, Danny says she would have been here, but she was too busy running um, a clothing empire in New York City. And the entire on-scene cast just stare right at the screen. There is another scene where, um, I think it was in, in the last in episode I just recently watched, or Kimmy Gilbert has a kid, and she took her daughter shopping, and... Our daughter says she got this this Mary Kate Ashley Olsen dress, and Kimmy was like, "At these prices, no wonder they, no wonder they don't need to act anymore." <laughs> it's just funny as all hell. Did you see the parody of a uh, Fuller House? What do you, what is that? I didn't know there was one. Well, basically, they talk about how. Uh... San Francisco's all gentrified. And, oh, uh, that, oh yeah, that, that yeah, house. I did see that. I did see that. But um, watching this show, it's given me an idea for next week's open forum topic, so I'm going to save it for then. But anywho, let's go ahead and um, get into tonight's articles. And I know Mako Chan is like, about damn time. Mm-hmm. Well... If it makes you feel like you could have the first one. I figured. <laughs> so, yeah. The official Twitter account for the Food Wars anime series revealed on Sunday that the show's second season is going to be Food Wars The Second Plate. Mm. The series is going to premiere this summer. So, yeah, I'm really, really excited. You don't say, Megumi. I am so freaking excited for this. The series is really, really awesome. So, yeah. I should have called it Second Course. Eh. Or Second Helpings? Nah. I think Second Plate wins. Alright. But yeah, so I'm really excited for the upcoming anime seasons. Because you figure spring is going to have Sailor Moon. Now Mm -hmm. summer is going to have Food Wars. We've got um, High School Love second season coming up. We've got Attack on Titan second season coming up. So, I, I I do hope, I do hope the opening theme to um to to attack a titan is something where it makes you want to get up and fight somebody like the first season. Mm. As as I said, the first opening theme makes you want to get up and fight. The second theme makes you get up and just feel proud of your country. Well, depending on what country you're in. 
didn't they say Sailor Moon? Did they announce like where Sailor Moon's gonna be airing, or we still don't know? Um, I think it's basically gonna be the same. Mm. I don't know whether Japan is going to be putting it on TV, like instead of just streaming at first. That I don't know, but I think we're still getting it on Crunchyroll and Hulu. Sounds about right. I, I have a feeling Sailor Moon's going to end up on part of Toonami by the end of 2016. I have a feeling. If not winter 2016, first quarter 2017. Oh, uh, I don't know. Hmm. Well, we'll see. I mean, they've got to finish the dub before they'll do that. And considering they're still airing the dub, they won't do that anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And there's a very good chance they may wait until the entire series is done. That I wouldn't be surprised by either. Because I'm not mistaken. They did announce the second half of, um, of R for release, right? Yes. Alright, so right now we're just waiting on S. But if they dumped the whole thing before it released, it would probably make the subsequent uh, seasons come out more quickly, wouldn't you think? No, but they're just, mil- it, it, they're just milking it for what it's worth, and I can't say I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling they're going to probably announce information about... I have a feeling they're going to announce information about the release on S... Probably at ASEN. That's what I see happening. If not ASEN, Anime Expo. Which means I still have time to go ahead and order the second half of R. Then I can finally delete the rest of my R fan fan subs. Well, I'm trying to think. The original, I think they're fully done with R. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, that's already announced. I'm just waiting for the S um, box sets. Why do I have a feeling that's already out? The Sailor Moon S box sets? We would have heard about that shit. We would have seen... We would have probably... We would have seen Alcrea talking about it. Hell, we would have been talking about it. The only Sailor Moon S box set I see is the one that Pioneer put out and somebody on Amazon wants $500 for that. Shit, kiss my ass. Yeah, the official Viz release of S is not out yet. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. Mm-hmm. They only announced the voice actresses for it yeah. for the uh, Five Witches in October. So yeah, probably probably by the time Crystal comes out, they will have S done. Mm-hmm. That's just my thought. Okay. Alright. Um I I'll take the next one for, for reasons being. Mm-hmm. Now we got some savage, savage fanboys and fangirls out there. So, 
So, Mako-chan, Ari, y'all have y'all draw the line at how far y'all go for for like seeing your favorite voice actors and actresses in concert and getting like autographs and stuff, right? Depends on who it is. Also, not really that far of a line. Oh, so. okay, okay. Um, Mako, what if it was um Makoto's Japanese voice actress? It depends on where. Let's say... But yeah, I, I, I would probably be looking to, you know, sell kidneys and things like that for something like that. <laughs> okay, you, Ari. Meeting, um... Satoshi's, uh, Seiyu. Rika Matsumoto? Yes. Well, if it was nearby, it'd be like... Like, sweet, I'd be like... But if it was, you know, a weekend when I couldn't get off, I'd just... You'd just hear, like, an atomic... Fuck! Wait, you know, out Ari, weren't we both at Otakon that one year she was there? Maybe I don't. Like, I must have uh, missed her. Yeah, she, yeah. If I remember, I was at her concert at Otakon a few years back. Shit, I don't even know what the hell I was doing that. She that actually time. did a cover of Michael Jackson's "I'll Be There." Wow. Yup. You might. Wouldn't surprise me if you could find it on YouTube. But um, anywho. If it was a more local con, well, I doubt, you know, a con around my area would be big enough to uh, get that kind of name. But, you know. Anime next might, but. If. No. If I did have the capacity, I would be charging, like, at the convention with the uh, my ass jacket in the shadow box frame. Bro, I don't blame you one bit. Alright, so. Like, yeah, sign the other lapel. Veronica Ooh. Taylor signed the other one. <laughs> nice. Very, that's very only nice. because that's realistic. I wouldn't like like just drop everything and drive like a thousand some however the hell many miles to go, you know? Now, I, the reason I brought that... comes in. Gotcha. Now, the reason why I bring that up briefly because this is an article that I, I came across some time back, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it, so here it is. A lot of... Some anime have like their fans and, they, and they're kind of named after it like Sailor Moon they're, they're called Moonies Ranma one have fans are called Ranma Fanatics and so forth you know for Love Live you ca- they're called Love Livers sounds simple but as most people know if you're part of the Love Live fandom the final Muse live concert's coming up next month and it's pretty much Love Livers are being are offered cash branded cars or body service in exchange for tickets for the final concert. Wow. Well, you have to realize that most of this stuff from Japan, mm-hmm. it's not a monetary thing. Yeah. It's all done through lottery. Yep. So, I mean, you figure you're putting your name in the hat with, just say, a million other people mm-hmm. for a thousand seats. Yes. Now, so yeah. Now, the reason why the final concert was done as a lottery draw, it helps to deter scalpers, and it seems that there people have been scalping uh, Love Live concerts since the debut of Muse Live, which I have seen um, the concert videos on YouTube, and they're pretty amazing. The costumes are not so much, but it's still the concert is still pretty cool. It's been a while where I've seen. Um, the voice actresses perform as their characters in a concert. I mean, 
they'll do like CDs like Doko or Moon Lips or Goddess Family Club. But it's not often we're actually on stage, you know? So as it goes, the procedures for the ticket and identity verification for, the, for this has become stricter with regards to me- measurements against the scalpers. One must have the full name as, st- as stated on the winning ticket and having an ID, a picture ID, to make sure it is that person. While crushing the hopes of making auction sales online, fans who are not chosen will also miss their final chance to see Muse live. It, 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 it happens. But there is a minority of love livers in Japan that are willing to go the extra mile for the win for this. A number of young females are offering payment with body service, claiming to be 17 years old, also indicates surprises after live. So prostitution. Something like that. It's like, you know, if you can get me to the concert, you might you may get a hand job or something like that. Now, the, the guys, on the other hand, the, their one guy was was, get, was ready to give up his car, a four-seated R34, in exchange for hard cash, and hard cash in exchange for the final live tickets. Despite the fact that the Tokyo thirsty Do- motherfuckers, yeah, despite the fact that the Tokyo Dome has a capacity for up to fifty thousand people. The rate of winning a draw is still low as compared to the number of people who are entering. Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I can't... I mean... A part of me sees myself doing that, but at the same time, can't. Maybe if it was a reunion you tour, to yeah. Maybe if it was a reunion tour of the Ron one have voice actresses, Doko U.S. I mean, Doko then, yeah. But I don't ooh. know. I mean, when you think about something and somebody's that obsessed, mm-hmm. I mean, let, let's just, for instance, um, let's see. Let's say it's an actor mm-hmm. or an actress that you really, really love, mm-hmm. or somebody that's doing a book signing, mm-hmm. and you know that that actor or actress will never show their face in a public setting like that again. Paulie Perrette. I mean, you can, if you want to say it that way. Yeah. Okay. Um, look at Stan Lee. Stan Lee is not doing any more overseas conventions after this one that he's doing, I think, this month or I, next month. I thought he was done doing um, appearances at cons in, in general. This year is going to be his last year okay. because, I mean, he's 90-something. Yeah, his health is getting updated, yeah. So he's supposed to be at Denver Comic Con. Mm-hmm. They go- they're scrambling for the VIP tickets to get his signature and all that. Because he's going to stop going to conventions. So you talk about a lot of Marvel mm-hmm. Marvel fanboys and fangirls that are going to be, you know, going crazy over, over some... Yeah, r- yeah. running mm-hmm. over one another. So, I mean, I can completely understand this. Yep, yeah. Hmm. 
Fair enough. I mean, I get it, but maybe because of how I look at things. I mean, I look at it from both sides. I mean, if I knew somebody that was fan of that obsessed, I think they're crazy. But I don't blame them for it, you know? I don't. I mean, I would definitely have limits. But at the same time, I mean, if, you, if you're going to have something like that, you've got to, I don't know. There's a lot of weighing in on that. There's a lot of decisions to make depending on who it is and where they're going and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I mean, like, like sort of like an example. Like, I, I have my, I hate anime Boston, but um. I know for a fact that they were to get um, Rumiko Takahashi or somebody from the Ronos. Oh, you best believe I will get my way up there one way or another. And I'll, oh, hell yeah. And I'll sit out there, wait as long as I possibly can. I'm like, you know what? If I got to be a part of this, I'm like, I'm not doing any, I'm not doing any uh, convention. I'm just going as a fan to get this shit done. And I'm hopping on the bus and I'm going right back home. I'd be just joining you, you for some of those names. Mm-hmm. Right. Say what? Just so you can have that worth it moment. Mm. I would get a day pass, go up there, get the signature that I want, even if that's the only thing I did was stand on that line for that signature. And then my ass would come home. Sound about right. Okay. Um, moving right along. Uh, Ari. All right, hang on. Just got to wait for it to load. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Uh, business school for Japanese pop culture to open in where else? Akihabara. 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 Yep. Habara. Okay. The Tokyo School of Anime will open a spin-off school, the Akiba Business School, in Tokyo's Akihabara District, its main pop culture shopping district. Schools will train students out of high school for careers in Japan's pop culture and entertainment industry. The school has six majors. Idol, idol producer, maiden cosplay business, doujin, anime event staff, and anime producer. It boasts of its teaching staff with extensive experience in these fields, central location in Akihabara, and helpful career services and network opportunities. It will also offer a lively school culture with events like cosplay parties and festivals tailored to its students' interests, clubs, devoted to activities like dubbing, light rock music, anime songs, and its own idol groups, My7 and SCHOOL. SCHOOL spelled in all caps with four letters. It's kind of tricky. The Yakima Business School is currently accepting applications for the first four majors, which can be accessed at the school's website. They are open to all genders and nationalities, but the forms are in Japanese. It will also hold information sessions at the Tokyo School of Anime in West Kasai on February 27th and March 5th, 12th, and 19th. And the school opens in April 2017. Uh, Let's see. The school trains students interested in voice acting, animation, figure design, sound engineering, anime creation, and the business of anime. Last year it branched out into pro gaming. Katokawa also plans to start an online correspondence high school for youth interested in pop culture. So it's like taking uh, undergraduate courses in high school, you know, like the honors courses that'll count towards whatever college you're applying to. Anime University, home of the fighting idols. 
and the uh, the the schools, uh, I guess the fans or whatever, you know, the people always go to the games. They're all called otaku's. Mm. Now I had posted this on my Facebook. I'm like, I know where this is going. Cause I just said that because I just see the idea as someone turning this into like like flipping this in a way to make it more profitable towards cosplayers, you know? I'm just like, great. Just what we you're also, need. You're also thinking of people on your friends list who would sign up for this in a heartbeat. A few of them would. Or lament, like, where was this when I was in high school? It's like when I was in high school, you know, you heard about, like, DigiPen and a few other video gaming schools, and now it's like there's a lot more of them out there. Yeah, but a lot of them are in that infomercial st- type deal where uh, they they program bit- games by randomly mashing buttons on a PS2 controller. Eh, you gotta start somewhere. And talks about tightening up the graphics. Mm. Oh, and use that sound effect from the last one, level. Right, this one? <laughs> yeah, that one. Eh. Everyone's... Sorry, but those things are right for parody. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying again, everyone's got to start somewhere. All right. Okay. I so... How many people use the phrase "tighten up these nuts"? <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Anywho, uh, Mako, you take the next one, and Ari, you take the one after that, because that one's up again. Both of these arcs are up above are up both y'all's alleys. Will do. Um, okay. So, Pretty Guardians is the first official fan club for Pretty Soldier Sailor Moon series. And it's going to start accepting registration for its members on March 15th. Um, the membership is going to include a membership card using the image from the PES Nakayoshi magazine, a member-limited makeup gloss, advanced sale tickets for the Sailor Moon musical, newsletters, member-only merchandise, and member-only content of its official app. Uh, more information includes membership fees will be announced later. Uh, to commemorate, commemorate the launch, a member-only event will be held at Tokyo Metropolitan Gymnasium on April 10th. Um, the voice actresses for the voice actors and actresses from Sailor Moon Crystal for Usagi, Mamaru, and what else is here? A veteran singer Mitsuku Hori. I've heard of her. And Momoklo are scheduled to join. To participate, you need to register for the fan club by March 31st. Unfortunately, it's Japanese only. Mm. Okay, yeah, I've heard of her. Yeah, she she actually she's done songs for not just Sailor Moon. Uh, she actually um, did a song from Bokenger. Uh, Go Ranger, Go Kaiser, Saint Seiya. Yeah, pretty cool. So she's got a pretty impressive resume. Yeah, because I'm like, I know that name is familiar, so. 
I'm actually looking up her wiki right now. Wow. She has one hell of a career on her. Mm. Oh! That's why she's very familiar with Sailor Stars. She's Galaxia. Ah. Mm. Looking at her page... She's been she's been at this for almost uh, wow at le almost fifty years. Yeah, she's been active since nineteen sixty nine. That's really awesome. That is pretty cool. Yeah. So she knows what she's doing. In other words, pretty much. And her website's pretty cute, too. Alright, Ari, next one's all you. <clears throat> right then. Uh -huh. Considering that every word Pikachu has said in Pokemon over the last 20 years is some variation of its own name, you might be surprised to know that the character has an actual voice actress, Ikue Otani, who also does the voice of Tony Tony Chopper. Mm. That's not to say the role Pikachu is a cushy job. And she says, when I first started, people would make fun of me saying, lucky you, all you have to say is, Pika, Pika. In actuality, though, her job is much more involved. Limited as Pikachu's dialogue may be in terms of vocabulary, you can't just lay down a couple uh, <clears throat> you know, sound clips and get, let them get mixed. Each time Pikachu speaks, he's conveying a different emotion, which in turn requires a different delivery of every new recording. You wouldn't know that just from looking at the script. All the lines are saying, Pika, Pikachu, but I don't throw... But if I don't thoroughly understand what he's trying to say and plan out my performance accordingly, the proper feeling will come across to the audience at all. Voice actress said if she perceives Pikachu's emotional state as being like that of a small, innocent child, which is also the reason she thinks young kids can enjoy Pokemon theatrical shorts that feature no human characters or intelligible dialogue. When they can understand the emotion, even the words will make sense, I feel like I've won some sort of pride, she says. Hmm. But Tony also revealed, revealed that she's a bit of a would-be Pokemon master herself, as she enjoys playing the series' video game chapters. Since many situations that first appear in the games later occur in the Pokemon anime, she feels that having first-hand gaming experience helps her better empathize with the viewers, who also have gone through similar scenarios in the, in the video games. In other words, even when Tony is playing, she's still working hard to be the best Pikachu she can. So good for her! And uh, I don't know if you guys played the uh, the Gen Six games, have you? Which one is the Gen Six games? X Y Oregano Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Okay, I have I have X it has or the, Y. Uh, it has the Pokemon and Me feature, okay. where you can you know pet and feed and play with a Pokemon. Oh, okay, I have one of them. Like, like when they're happy, like they're cru like they'll voice it, they'll let you know by using some kind of version of their own uh, cry in game. But uh, Pikachu is the only one that actually has, you know, the, an actual voice actress on it. Pikachu and I believe Eevee and Bidoof are the other two. Mm. Yep. So I can only imagine how many times she uh, had to do lines for that. Well, still, isn't still... she... Doesn't that just come directly translated over... Like, they don't have an English person doing Pikachu, right? Yes and no. She's, 
watch the international version of Pikachu. Now, the only time someone else does Pikachu is when they couldn't save the, uh... Ari? Did we lose him? I think so. Because right, it doesn't look like he dropped. But, you know, from, my, from what I remember, the very first episode of Pokemon, they did dub Pikachu's voice. And then they went back to the original Japanese voice. And the thing is, whoever they got was spot on, because I couldn't tell the difference. So. God damn it, I got snatched by the Snipe Gods mid rant. As you were saying. That, it's always um, Ikue Otani, but occasionally, like, like in a couple of the early episodes, they said, like, production notes said they couldn't preserve the uh, audio tracks. Mm -hmm. So they got someone else to do it. I forget who it was, though. So. But yeah, like, all over the world, like, everyone else will have their own, you know, localized voice. But uh, Pikachu's a Pikachu no matter where you go in the world. Sounds about right. I might be wrong about that, but so feel free to let me know if I am. But that was the way I remember reading about it. I'm looking at this, and basically it says it's only in the four kids dub. What? That somebody else possibly did Pikachu. Well, the first episode. In all cases... Otani has voiced Pikachu, except in several instances of the Four Kids dub, oh. when Rachel Lillis voiced him. A number of Four Kids voice actors return, blah, 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 blah. So it says here several instances. Oh. So I'm guessing those first couple of seasons, when it was brought over, and they had to do some sort of editing change. Because you figure four kids edits the hell out of this shit. Yeah. So it probably... Donuts. Yeah, I mean, you, you figure it was probably that the emotion had changed a little bit. And we didn't need an excited Pikachu. We just needed a mad Pikachu or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's part of the reason why. Sounds about right. Alright. Now we'll get to... I would consider one, one of the bigger uh, topics of, of tonight. Let's see. Where's my track? And here we go. Oh, it's the instrumental version. Perfect. If some of you may know this track, it's Yakusoku wa Irenai. It's the opening to Division of Escalfone, which is totally different from the Fox Kids dub of Escalfone. Now, far as I knew, there was a regular dubbing of it, and then there was a dub edit. I, as far as I knew. But... There wasn't one. So, what's happened is that um, Funimation 
has started, decided to crowdfund the dubbing of the vision of Escalfone. They are looking to, to seek, they're looking to get $150,000 to dub the new, to dub it over for both seasons and the movie. And they've met that goal. Get the fuck out of here! Yep. They've wow, still that got, was quick. They've still got 29 days to go, and they've met the goal. That's some bullshit right there. Now, before I get into that, let me finish this article real quick, and I'll tell you why that's bullshit. North American Anime Distributor Funimation Entertainment launched its Kickstarter campaign this past Saturday for, for the vision of Escalphonic. The company plans to release the director's cut of the series in HD on Blu-ray, including scenes that were not available when Bondi had the original English dub. The campaign reveals if it's successful, they will also do a new dub for the movie. At the time of this article, they had or they were at sixty-three thousand, but as Marco Chan just said, they just hit their goal. That the goal is met, Funimation will release both a standard edition and a collector's edition of the series. Standard edition will be a Blu-ray disc DVD combo pack, and both discs will have the director's cut with the new dub. The collector's edition will have the new dub on Blu-ray and the old dub on DVD. Wow! That, 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 I don't. That, that, that's that's kind of shitty, if you ask me. The release will include exclusive interview with director Kazuki Akane and creator Shoji Kawamori. The company has not yet made plans to release the original dub if the Kickstarter is unsuccessful, but instead released the HD director's cut and a subtitle-only release. The rewards for the campaign include pre-orders of the exclusive editions, including 13 episodes of the HD a complete uncut version of the series in Japanese with English subtitles as well as new to English dub. Kickstarter edition also include exclusive art cards, digital wallpapers, on-disc credit listings, pre-order of the movie, posters, and a whole lot of other swag. One backer who donates five grand will receive a tour of the Funimation office, a bag of Funimation merchandise, and a chance to do voice work that will appear in the new English dub. This reward and that ha- one's taken. Yeah. I imagine that one went up in like five minutes. There are a lot of expi- aspiring voice actors and actresses out there that probably said, fuck it, take my money. Um, you figure, I'm looking right now, the one $5,000 pledge is done. There were fifty four hundred dollar pledges. They're also all gone. What 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 four other pledges of what? It was the four hundred dollar pledge, mm. which is all gone. Mm. This uh, you'll get everything in the three hundred dollar tier. Plus, your poster will also be signed by three legendary Japanese talents: uh, the director, the original creator, and the character designer. Mm. Wow. If they hit 500 grand via exclusive VIP party at a major U.S. anime convention. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, this is why I say this is bullshit. Now, some of you are thinking, Ranma, how can you say this is bullshit when you have crowdfunded an anime your own damn self? Yes, I have. For those who don't remember, I financially backed the Blu-ray release of Bubblegum Crisis. And this is one of the few times in my life where I said, it's the best $50 I have ever spent. Now, Animigo was one of the big companies in the late 80s and early 90s. They did 
Bubblegum Crisis, Yurisei Yatsura, Bubblegum Crash, All My Goddess OVA, Bean Bandit, and a few others. But during the time, other companies started popping up, and they weren't as well known. They started losing money. It's pretty much, they're like a small studio. Which is why I understand them doing a crowdfunding effort for Bubblegum Crisis. From, our, from, my, from what I understand correctly, they still had the license to it, so they're like, let's see what's out there. I get that. That's cool. But Funimation? Okay. They got money. I mean, they, they have a, a cable network for, for anime. I mean, they have streaming subscription subs coming in and all these other deals. You mean to tell me they didn't have $150,000 to dub this? And all that Dragon Ball Z bank they're making. Exactly! Goku and Vegeta print money! <laughs> it's, not, it's not a question of they didn't have the money. It's a question of are people even interested in it? True. Yes, they got the license, and mm. they said that if it doesn't hit, we will still be releasing it. But, you know... That this money is basically saying, you know what, you want this, you have to let us know. Yeah, and this yeah. is guaranteeing that DVDs and Blu-rays are going to sell. And you're not right. Just a li- not just a list that says, oh yeah, I want it, I want it, I want it, and then when it finally comes out, nobody buys it. Yeah, it's shut up and take my money, taken to its logical yeah. extreme. Cause, exactly. Because not for nothing. If I mean, much as I'm I'm railing on this, if Viz was to announce a special rare limited edition Ronma one half release, they were crowdfunding. You best believe I would cash out my life insurance policy for the top tier. Damn you, Pavlov. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's like I, said, I, I get it. I understand why, but to me, I just think if you got the money, just put it out there. I understand they don't want to take a risk. They want to take a risk of losing on it because, case in point, Kadocha, due to weak sales, they never finished the damn series, and I had to go trolling for fan subs so I could figure out what the hell happened. I don't know. To me, this is you know, it's basically a pre-order. Yeah. That's all I see this as. Mo- then, you know, then not for nothing. Then it should be just a pre-order setting. You know, I mean, put an announcement. We're putting out the Vision Escalphone, and this is what we have. And here is your choice. We're taking pre-orders. You can get the fifty-dollar collector's edition or the sixty-dollar collector's edition. There you go. Well, that's what this is. Pledge thirty dollars or more, and you are getting, you know, some digital wallpaper and things like that. But you're also getting a pre-order of the Escalphone movie. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but you you know how I feel about a lot of crowdfunders and crowdfunding and so forth. A lot of it is just people to take the money. Case in point, the $2 million that went to the Homestuck video game. What Homestuck video game? Exactly. I don't know. For this, I have, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with this. And as Kelly the Mighty says in our chat room at live.vognetwork.com, that's what happened to Kadocha. Yeah, a uh, friend of mine who worked at Viz, I, I mean, at Funimation, I actually asked him what happened. He pretty much it was the sales. 
I mean, yeah, I, I understand why they get it. I'm not hating per se on how they're doing. I'm just hating how it's coming along. I mean, like, come on, fam. But truthfully, then, I know. think they should do things like this more often. I really think newer animes. It should be in a pre-order, but I don't think it should be crowdfunded like that, you know? I don't think there's any difference between pre-orders or crowdfunding. I, I think it is. I don't think so. Mm. Now, what else is now? Another thing that's going on now, there's another anime series called Skip Beat. It, they're, they are crowdfunding for, to get that, to, to, to release that series. Uh, let's see. It seems that Skip Beat never had a dub. Um, it's subtitled on Crunchyroll, and a small independent anime company is actually try is actually putting it out. Now, I guess Skip Beat isn't as popular, or maybe because it's on Indiegogo as opposed to Kickstarter. Vision Esclafone is a series that's about maybe twenty years old, funded like in two like in two, three days. Skip Beat, which has a higher goal, they only have at least, they have 5%, and it's only like a month left. Well, yeah, because it only just started 11 hours ago. But still, you would think it'd be a little bit higher, but, you know, but that's just me. But I, The but raving I, fanboys descended on Escaflone first. Yeah, I guess that's... They're kind of tunnel-visioned on that. Yeah, I think that's, I, that's, I think Escaflone is a lot more popular and well-known than Skip Beat. Now, for, now well, my, I think it's I think it's because it's an indie, an indie uh, label. Probably that too. But for something like this, I would I would back it because they're a small company with very little resources. You know, they're trying to get their shit together. You know, they're trying. That's what they're trying to do. You want to help out the little guy. Exactly. Yeah, but then why does the little guy need so much more than the big guy? Because it's like this. Let's say, for example, I own a small computer shop. And I want to get these good deals on these parts and systems. Because I'm a smaller independent business, I'm going to have to pay higher than, let's say, Mako-chan, who has a chain of computer retail shops... She has 20. For the same thing that I'm going to buy, she is going to pay less per unit. Then there is Ari, who has a nationwide chain of computer shops. He is going to pay the least amount per unit because the companies that we're all getting it from, they know if Ari buys 100 pieces, they're going to sell, so cut him a deal. Mako-chan buys 30 pieces at this rate, they know it's going to sell. Then there's me who's trying to cut a deal, and it's like, look, you're the new kid, here's your 10 pieces, but you got to pay this amount. And because I have one little shop, it's this is sounding it... a lot like credit scores and a, you know, credit history and stuff yeah. like that. Because I tell you this, let's say Skip Beat was picked up by Viz, Funimation, a media, one of the bigger, well-known ones, and they were going to crowdfund. 
I don't think the the numbers would be that high. I don't know. Mm. I'm like this. I'm leery about one because it's on Indiegogo, right? And not Kickstarter. But here's the difference: on Kickstarter, if they're not, if it's not funded, the money goes back. On Indiegogo, if it's not funded, they still get the money and they can still put that money towards the production. Yeah, but let's say you know they're looking for two hundred and ten thousand dollars. Let's say in the first month they only get fifty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. They are nowhere near their goal, and are fifty thousand dollars in their pocket. Mm-hmm. But they're nowhere near their goal. Whereas Kickstarter. If they only get $50,000, they're obviously then told people don't want this shit and the people get to keep their money. Indiegogo, you can't do that. Indiegogo, obviously the people don't want this shit. We're, st- we're still taking their money. But I just, That's why I don't like Indiegogo. See, but my thing with Indiegogo is at least that way there is still a chance of me getting what I want because there's some type of financial backing for it. Yeah, but $50,000 is a lot less than 210. Like I could see if it was, you know, really close to that 210. If it's, you know, 180 or 190, you can do things to raise that little bit left. If you're at $50,000, you haven't even met a quarter of what you need. That's the big difference. And think of all the people who put in towards that $50,000 expecting some kind of, you know, the uh, backer gifts, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They just, you know, pissed away their 20 30-some-odd dollars for nothing. Mm. Yeah, and could you imagine if somebody actually did the, you know, the 5000 or the 2000 for this? Not that anybody has, but, I mean, if I were to say, you know what, I really like this anime and I want to help them out, I'm going to give them $2,000. And then it doesn't get funded, and, and then it doesn't they get just funded. keep your money. Mm-hmm. You'd be lucky to spend. Yeah, but he, but here's the thing: if if it's not funded, whatever pledges that were purchased on Indiegogo still have to be. They still have to put. They still have to do it. See what I'm saying? Yeah, Maybe but because, at the same time, like this one. Mm-hmm. This $2,000 one is everything in the $150 tier, which I'm guessing is, you know, storyboard and the Blu-ray set and all of that. This DVD-Blu-ray combo set does not say anything about it being the dub combo set. It just says the DVD-Blu-ray combo. And the $2,000 one says that you get a one-day visit to the LA dub session in person. It does not say the L.A. dub session for this. Of course it's going to be an L.A. dub session for this, you know. Well, I'm just, I'm playing devil's advocate here. If I give $2,000 and they don't make it, they can still do this and have me come out there and, you know, have me watch a dub for some ridiculous shit that I didn't organize. And then I get, you know, the regular DVD Blu-ray. Non-dubbed, just subbed. Because they couldn't afford to dub it. Hmm. That's like, what I'm saying. The language just kind of come up as a little ambiguous. 
Uh, Plus, Kickstarter, know. what they do is like, you, the money doesn't even leave your checking or banking account, or you, you'll even see the charge if it doesn't get um, funded. Hmm. You're just like, nope, sorry, it didn't get funded. We're not taking your money. Yeah, I mean, to me, I've got no issue with the crowdfunding thing. My issue is with something like this and it being on Indiegogo. And I'm not saying that these people would just, you know, take the $50,000 and go. But... But it could happen. I... I, I doubt Whereas, it would Again, happen. if it was on Kickstarter and it didn't make it, that would be the end of it. I wouldn't say that now. I mean, there are liabilities that they have to hold on to, so... To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase Raven. Anyway, I, I think we've pretty much have beaten this, you know, as much as mm -hmm. we possibly could. So, without us like really going at it for another two hours, so we're gonna just go ahead. We've said our piece. We're gonna go ahead. Let's see what else do we have here. We're gonna go ahead and bring up the open forum topic and we're going to open up the Skype line um, if you have any questions about tonight's show or you have any ideas, suggestions and so forth drop us a line at Anime Jam Session all calls are cut to two minutes due to time constraints and tonight's uh, open forum topic is pretty much what we were just discussing pretty much should anime companies crowdfund dubbing projects? Why or why not? But we already got we already got that aspect in. But let's not worry about that right now, because we pretty much have our first call of the night on the hey, show. Hey, what's up, uh, well, uh, Calm down, dude. Hold on, hold on. Let me introduce you. You are live on Anime Jam session. Who are we chatting with tonight? This is Reginator, and I'm back. Welcome back, dude. What's up? Yeah, glad to be back. Uh, being PCless and internetless has been a nightmare and a half. <laughs> Trust me, uh, I, I know that feeling all too well. I mean, yeah. I'm without my powerful smartphone. I got this little dinky thing till I get my replacement tomorrow. Uh, all right. So, what's on yeah, your mind, dude? Yeah, well. Uh, not a whole lot. Just want to touch base with you guys. Uh, you know, well, you know, well, you know, since this is anime, you know, jam session, uh, to keep it uh, related to the show. Mm -hmm. uh, during the uh, during the time that I was PCless, I've been going to uh, my local library a lot, and it happens to you know, be that they've been having uh, a book sale lately. Okay. And, you know, yeah. In fact. Uh, here, let me turn this webcam real quick. Um, mm -hmm. As you can see, right right there on my little sofa there, I got a ton of, and a half of uh, manga and, uh, uh, and graphic novels, every, including your personal favorite, Rama One Half. Dude, that is awesome. I have to get my hands on the, on the re-releases. Uh, yeah, you know, the stuff that I got is not exactly collector's edition, but for a quarter a buck... 
you can't really beat that. So I can't figure what the hell, you mm-hmm. know, get something to get something to read. So yeah, you know, which honestly, after uh, buying my computer, about that those books kind of wiped me out. So <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you know, have you uh, guys been reading any uh, manga or uh, comics or anything like like that lately, or no? Me, personally, I haven't, but knowing Mako-chan, she's probably been digging her head deep into fan, into, um, fan fiction. Yes, I've been uh, reading fan fiction. I, I don't know, I go through moods, and I will marathon something. Um, like, right now I'm marathoning Harry Potter, but before I was doing that, I was marathoning um, various manga, including Food Wars... And, uh, then I got into the, uh, you know, Constantine series for regular comics. But then I needed a break, so oh. I'm back to fan fiction. Oh, cool. Mm, cool. Yeah. Ari? Yeah, a lot of this... Yeah, I haven't really been reading any manga lately, but, uh, honestly, I, it's kind of weird with me because I have all these, like, different story ideas that I want to you know, actually sit down and write, but I've haven't really been in the proper state of mind lately to do very much writing of anything. So, you know, most of the time it's all these ideas you can just uh, bounce around in my head, just like, like it, like someone really threw a super ball too hard and it's like destroying everything on its path. So, uh, I'm just kind of a, it's a really weird place for me to be in, I know. It, that probably doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, for what it's worth, you know, uh, you know, you know, I know this is a little, a little personal, but um, as a side note, I've been diagnosed with uh, PTSD, also known as shell shock, mm-hmm. and um, along with... Uh, uh, major depressive disorder so a lot of times my mood has been really really out of whack so um, I kind of know how you know state of mind is being out, out, out of whack and whatnot so I at least in that sense I can sympathize with you so alright okay then All right, do you have anything else for yeah. us um no that's uh Pretty much it, but you know, just wanted to say hi and catch you guys up to speed and whatnot more than anything. So, well, um, I'll speak. I'll speak to you soon. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Take care, bro. All right. All right. Bye. See you later. Right, later, bro. And that's our friendly neighborhood spasinator, or in this case, Raginator. Okay. Um. And since we. I think that's our only call of the night, and since nobody really answered the open forum topic, and we kind of talked about it as much as we possibly could, I'm going to go ahead and close out that Skype line, and then we're going to go ahead, oh, excuse me, and get into the part of the show that everybody likes, especially especially for Mako-chan. Meh. You lie. No, this week I was kind of meh. I just could not find anything really good. not up to my normal. Eh. Alright. 
Sorry, and I just found my Pokemon Pikachu too, so I'm kind of excited about that. Lord. <laughs> uh, you want me to take the first one then? Go for it, dude. <clears throat> Let's see. A statue of Kirby Arita Sensei welcomes university exam entrance takers at Kyoto University. So, uh, this exam season, a statue of an important historical figure at Kyoto University has gotten a makeover as part of a new, now yearly tradition. As in, someone put a big paper mache Kirby on top of it. Mm -hmm. uh, Hikoichi Orida from 1849 to 1920, was a Kyoto educator, Meiji period government official, and apparently, you know, dead ringer for Kirby? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Kyoto University, commonly known as Kyodai, is the second oldest university in Japan and ranks second in prestige only to the world-renowned Tokyo University. Before the university existed, there was a school known as Third Higher School was established at the same location in 1886. It soon moved across the street and its buildings were then used to house, you know, the, <clears throat> to house the new Kyoto Imperial University in 1897. Uh... New University, as we know today, was formed by merging the Imperial University and Third Higher School after World War II. After founding, after, as the founding principal of Third Higher School, Hiro, Hikoichi Orita played an instrumental role in establishing <clears throat> Imperial University at the turn of the 20th century. In fact, Third Higher School alumni collectively dedicated a statue of, in his likeness to the grounds of the university in 1940, which was dismantled only a year later for the war after and placed with a replaced with a plaster bust. After the war, a new bronze statue went up in 1950, and the educator once again greeted students at campus. And during the 90s, an unusual turn of events, his statue began to be vandalized with graffiti and paint. The university erected a sign with a message near the statue to discard public pranks, and, but to no avail. Eventually, they got fed up and moved the statue. All together in 1997, just leaving the stand. But sometime in the mid-2000s, alternate versions of the statue began popping up, especially during university exams in late February and early March. The trend continues to this day and is now an anticipated tradition at the school. Instead of Arita Sensei's somewhat somber-looking gaze, Plasterbrise are now greeted to a variety of different characters, such as Nausicaa, Brock from Pokemon, and this year, Kirby. I'm, there's a link in the article. I'm looking at it, and I, I see all the different ones. And there's also Saze-san is is listed as well. I mean, as image as well. So Saze-san, who's he? Now, this was from an article that we talked about some time back, and I think the voice actress for her passed away recently. So I say mm -hmm. I just I just recognize the um the, the, the picture the face. And there's a march stop. Lovely. <laughs> oh, there's the Brock one. Yep, there's multiple ones I should keep looking. Yeah, I'm looking through them now. Some hmm. banana-looking thing, uh, uh, which looks like a common rider. It He's might. got a yellow scarf and a hook for a right hand. I don't think that's a common rider, but could be wrong. Yeah. Okay, Mako-chan, you can take the next one. Okie dokie. Okie. So, a male teacher in China cosplays as female characters and gets discovered by his own student. Whoops. 
Cosplaying is a hobby that is not as widely understood as the more commonly enjoyed interests such as reading, sports, or even baking. There are many reasons for cosplayers to want to hide their hobby from those who don't share the interest, especially if one is a working adult who has to maintain a certain image at work. But as the Chinese saying goes, you can't wrap, you can't wrap fire with paper. The truth will eventually be exposed despite any efforts of covering up. You'd think that cosplaying a character of the opposite gender would give you a little additional cover. But Weibo user Chromo, a male teacher from, from Guangdong, China, apparently got recognized by one of his students even though he was cosplaying a host of gorgeous female characters. Um, so yeah, it gives a bunch of pictures, and looking at this, I would never guess that this was a guy. Well, a as you look, there is one picture, the one above the, the Hanio one, you can kinda tell. But other than that... Not really. I mean... I mean, yeah, I mean, the jaw isn't as, like, the, the yeah. chin isn't as softened as... Yeah, it's it like you be. can kind of tell in that but one. that, that I think is more because of the angle, not because yeah. of anything else. Probably so. But, like, I'm looking at these, and... Unless you're actually looking for an Adam's apple or something like that. Just even even the mannerisms and everything are freaking really really well done. And, and the thing I is, would not I would not I be was, able to I, tell. You know, I wasn't even looking to, for a different I just it just that just like popped out at me. I was like, "Oh." But yeah, like I'm looking at mannerisms and things like that and like, he's even got the mannerisms down, and I, I would not be able to tell. But then again, I'm also not his student having to look at him every day. Mm -hmm. The costumes do look pretty good, though. Yeah. I didn't say he got fired for this, did he? No. No. No, it's got oh. a picture of him dressed as a guy and even that he's very effeminate looking I can yeah I'm actually going to post it on my personal Facebook because I have a couple of f female friends that might find this pretty cute you know I mean this is seriously really 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 well done but like I don't know if he's purposely doing the whole slender waif-like thing or if it's just how his body type really is. He's probably playing to his strengths then. Mm. One second. But yeah, I am thoroughly impressed. I, I I I agree, you know. Alright. Last one. Have fun. Oh yeah. All the panties in the world have gone missing. Time to call Hentai Common. 
Japan's perverted superhero and his muscular buttocks are back. It's no secret that we have a soft spot in our hearts for the weirder side of Japanese cinema, from literal crotch rockets to the cinematic beauty that is Wild Zero. There's no shortage of excellent B-grade or Z-grade flicks from Japan to be enjoyed. And perhaps one of the most popular is Hentai Kamen, which is one cosplay most likely you will never see at a convention. Well, you never know. I Depends I, on the convention. Yeah. <laughs> which translates to pervert mask. As a martial arts superhero who wears panties over his face as a mask, like Common Rider, but with more references to Golden Balls. It was a, originally it was a manga, and it was a film previously, which was both quite successful. So now that there is a sequel, which is called Hentai Common: The Abnormal Crisis, set to open on May 14th. As it goes, Hentai Common will be re- facing a world devoid of panties. Not sure how this will affect this superhero, but you can still count on real Hey Suzuki, the actor portraying the perverted superhero to be ripped. Suzuki stated in an interview that he's gotten bigger since the last film, and his goal was to have a physique that could stand alongside any American superhero. You have to say he succeeded. In fact, that we, as the writers of this article, they want to see a crossover between Hentai Kamen and Deadpool. Oh God! And right now, and right and right now, Mako Chan is throwing her credit card at the screen, going, "Damn it! Just take it." What? Hentai pool. Mm Mm-hmm. If he was really going to be the American type superhero, his body would be two thirds upper body, one third legs. Yeah. Shit's insane, yo. That's putting it lightly. Alright. Shall we take our last break and then wrap things up? Sure. Um. Dear God. What? What? There's crossover pictures. Uh, of course there is. <laughs> Wait, crossovers with who? Deadpool dressed as Hentai Common. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? I, fi- I find I find this a lot more amusing than I normally should. Yeah. Oh god. You know, I- I'm not even going to bother looking. At least not right now. I think I'll wait till the break. At least that way you won't hear my um. And there's a Spider-Man fighting Hentai Common. <laughs> there's Hentai Common feeling up Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. There's probably all sorts of confused underneath the mask. And there is at a convention somebody in a ripped Deadpool outfit with panties on his head and panty I guess tidy whities and he's in the hentai common pose so Uh, it's a thing sorry they weren't original which seeing as how it's the internet I didn't think it would be (laughs) and if we go to our chat room at live.bugnetwork.com immortal talking says 
Fuck. That's all I can say. Yeah, this is... This is really weird. That's all I gotta say. This is really, really weird. I think I'm gonna take a shower now. (laughs) And in that case, we'll be back.
One more thing I forgot to mention during my weekend day was um the fact that I got a package from Japan uh today. 
Yeah, I saw the picture. Um, two import SH uh, figure arts, uh, girl type Ranma and Nozomi Tojo. Oh, I remember seeing those. Yeah, I have. The only thing I, the only issue I had with the was is how they shipped it. I mean, it was it was shipped in a nice box, but the Nozomi one came a little. The box was a little damaged. I have a feeling it was kind of damaged when they grabbed it and threw it in there, but I'm not really going to complain. So, I am hoping that um, these do make it stateside, and if they do, I'm going to buy those and just take those out of the box and put them on display. And I already have shampoo on pre-order, and what's cool is the Ronma Ronma figure arts there's a little sticker here that says Show Pro 40, as in the 40th anniversary of Shogun Productions, the original studio that put out Ronma One Half in Japan. That's pretty, cool. that's pretty cool. Now the only issue is finding a place to put it, because I actually ran out of space to put my video games. I actually bought the Mega Man Legacy Collection, and it's sitting on top of the Project Cross Zone 2 cover box, which is sticking out of the, the, um, the shelving. So I could sit like maybe another game on top of that. So it's like Christ on a stick. Running out of room to put everything. Yeah, I think I actually need new shelving. But the thing is, I want to get a dresser, a new dresser drawer, set that up, move all of my merch on top of that, and then figure out what to do from there. So yeah. Anywho, enough about that. Let's go ahead and wrap the show up because I can tell we're it's getting down to the wire. If you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers. We do it um, for the fun of it. Um, if you have any questions about the show, thoughts, ideas, plane, trains, automobiles, flames, all that good stuff, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out the website at animejamsession.com where Ari has posted... His in-depth thoughts on uh, on the Pokemon je- series as a whole, right? Uh, it's it's uh, five things about the re-release of the Gen One Pokemon games that I'm not looking forward to. Ah, it's not perfect, in other words. Gotcha. And we should have our Katsukon, uh review coming up later this week, um, uh, written by the lovely and talented Ichigo Gami. So be on the lookout for that. And also, all of our podcasts are posted every Friday. Unless I forget and I'm at work, and that means it'll probably be posted that Saturday, but I try to do better. But if you can't access our site for the podcast, you can find them on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, and coming soon to our Google Play. And don't forget to check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. That's where we post all of our convention videos, so definitely check those out. If you want to follow us on YouTube and see what videos that we like, share, and, and produce, you can find me at youtube.com slash Mess. Ari is at Ari22682. And you can find Mako-chan over at Jupluna. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us there for updates on our website when we're going live, conventions we're going to, and things we're going to be covering. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter and see what's up, um, you can find me at twitter.com slash Mess. Ari is at the Ari Man, and you can find Mako Chat over at Joe Videa. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. I just want to say to everybody who has liked us on there, 
Thank you so much for your love and support. As long as you continue to like the page, we'll continue to uh, bring you more f content because that's what we're all about. If you want to follow us individually on YouTube, um, I mean Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash imdgeronmess or that guy. Uh, you can find Marco, uh, Ari Chow, You can find Ari at Ari Rockefeller and Mako over at Makoto Mako Chankino. And as we, as I've said before, we're here every week on the Voice of Geeks Network at vognetwork.com. But we're not the only geek-centric podcast on this awesome network. Definitely check out the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, the Geek Card, the Bobby Blackwolf Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture. Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, Ranger Pride, Game Bowie, and Guys on a Show. The last three are brand new to the network, so give them a warm welcome, especially if you like Super Sentai. Swing by Ranger Pride, and you want to see if you want some sassiness and some shade, check out Guys on a Show. So we'll go around the room and do last words, Mako-chan. Um... I'm really, really, really excited to cosplay as Deadpool for Zenkai Con. I, I have ring pops to give out. <laughs> Ari? I picked up Pokemon Blue. I, now my starter was Charizard. Everything like, everything old is new again. Ah. Just like, just like I started in high school with. I want yellow. I'm going to probably get in a little bit more Project Cross Zone 2, finish my dinner, finish NCIS, and probably watch another episode of Fuller House before I call it a night. Actually, I was going to make lunch, then call it a night. That is it. End of list. We're getting out of here. That's it. We'll, just so you know, we'll still have some new episodes coming through, and the reunion episode is happening in two weeks. That's going to be fun. So, you might want to have the booze and the wacky weed on standby. That's it. That's it. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. And I'm out this bitch. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. And we're golden. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!